Blog Talk Radio. Michael Holden. Michael Holden. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. Mr. Viv. Um, um, experience another birthday. And we will be playing, playing an excerpt by Michael Holden. Michael Holden. Here's what Here's he has, what to, has say to say from years ago. Years ago. Thank you, King Frank. I, I was sitting there beside Mervyn, and Mervyn was saying to me, he's going next, but King Frank, I just changed the batting order, as he has the right to do. When Wells came up here, he was saying, thanks for the privilege and the invitation to come to speak about Viv. Well, I am a substitute. I wasn't uh, originally on the team, but a man got a broken tone here, and I, I was called to replace him. But it's a great honor here to come and there a few words about Viv. I just want to tell a few stories about my experiences with Viv. Because we go back many years from we were youngsters. Not that we're not youngsters. No, I still feeling kind of sprightly. But I'm still talking about going back many, many years when we were in our early 20s. Because that was the first time I came across Viv when Viv came to Jamaica to play for what was then the Combined Islands in Shell Shield. And I was 12th man for Jamaica. I had yet made the Jamaica team. You had people like Maurice Foster and Renford, Pinnock and Eastern Morris, the captain, and those people playing for Jamaica. And I was just a youngster getting into the squad then. And Viv came, played for the Combined Islands, and you could see the class of the man immediately. Didn't get any big scores in that particular game. I think he scorebooks might correct me, but I think he probably made in the 20s. But if Viv made 23, he had five fours. And it was five classical shots, five fantastic shots. And I think that was what Viv did in those early days. Played some fantastic shots, but didn't bat for a very long time. But he was a youngster, learning the ropes. And as we saw, he got better and better and started to play some fantastically long innings with some fantastic shots within, within those innings. My first tour was to Australia, 75-76. And of course, it wasn't the most happiest of tours. We was on that tour. Had a few rough periods at the beginning of the tour. And then I remember we went to Tasmania. Those days when we went on tours, it's not like current tours when you go on a tour these days and you play test matches, you play one day internationals, and nowadays this Biff Bath 2020 thing that they have. And you might play... You might play one or two, three or four day games and you go home. When we went to Australia 75, 76, we played against every state. And we played against some states twice. And we played at least five lead up games before we even played our first test match. So we had a lot of cricket. First test match, Brisbane, disaster, or last. We didn't make a lot of runs. I think it was about the third test match when we got, before we got, we got to Tasmania, and then Clive Lloyd, stroke of genius, did it many times, just assessed the situation and tried something different. I had worked. He said to Viv, you're going to be opening the batting against Tasmania. 
not a great team in Australia at the time. They didn't have a lot of outstanding cricketers. But they still had a few good cricketers. Big open, big score, century. Went to the next test match and, of course, got his runs. Slipped back down the order afterwards when he got his confidence and everything. And, of course, we know what has taken place since then. But on that very first tour, 75-76, we used to joke a lot because with the thumping that we were getting, we had to find ways of keeping ourselves happy and to joke about things. And Viv and Lawrence Rowe were great buddies. I think Viv kind of appreciated the way that Jagger Rowe batted. And they went around a lot together, joked a lot together. And I don't know how many of you know that when Lawrence Rowe was batting, he used to whistle. He would be playing his strokes and be whistling. But on that tour after the first test match, Jagger Rowe stopped whistling. Because when Lily and Thompson and Gary Gilmore were steaming in. It was a little bit difficult to be whistling and batting. And I remember Viv sitting down beside Yaga Row in the dressing room one day and said to Yaga, Yag, what happened to the whistling thing, man? <laughs> and Yaga gave the same explanation I just gave. It was a little bit difficult to be whistling with those people. And I remember Viv and Yaga discussing because, of course, those days, the equipment that we had wasn't as fantastic and as protective as the equipment we have now. The pads, for instance, people used to put in towels down inside the pads because those guys bowling at those, that pace those days don't know what pace it was because we didn't have the fantastic high-polluting equipment that we have now to measure the, the speed of balls. But if these guys bowling 90 miles an hour now, they were bowling over 100 then. Because when that ball hit your pad, you would feel it right through the pad. And I remember Viv and Yaga sitting down and discussing that. And choosing towels to go into the pad. I remember it happening specifically in Adelaide. And Viv in the dressing room, looking at Yaga Row. And Viv says, he had fantastic eyesight, as you know. Viv says he could see in the dressing room, the lanes in Yaga Row's forehead when he was concentrating so hard and of course nothing coming from the lips but we used to joke about it we used to joke about the bowlers bowling necktie balls because Thompson and Lily were around your neck all the time but those were just formative years and as we know after 75, 76 we just kept on winning we learned a lot from that tour we kept on winning and we became a great team my next tour was 76 and I have to confess to you all, although you know that Viv broke the record for the most runs scored in a series and in a calendar year on that tour, it could have been more. I don't know if you remember that Viv missed the test match. I missed the first test match. Nottingham, Trent Bridge. They said I had glandular fever, but that's rubbish because if I had glandular fever, I would not have been able to play the rest of the tour. As a matter of fact, that's what the doctors told Clyde Walcott, the manager, then send him home because he will have, be of no use on this tour. I was rooming with Viv. When I got out of hospital after the first test match, went back to room with Viv. Whatever I had, Viv caught. <laughs> Viv missed the next test match. I think it was Lords. And yet, the man still went on to get all those runs and to break the record. So I have to hold my hands up, Antigan. It could have been worse for the rest of the world if they hadn't caught what I caught. But that's just to show you how fantastic 
a player he was and how much improvement and how much he had matured since that 75-76 tour in Australia. Because those English bowlers hadn't got a clue what to do and where to bowl. I remember Tony Gregg saying same, similar thing that Wes just said about playing to the onside. He said he would pat the onside because he knew Viv loved to play to the onside and he would keep Viv quiet and eventually he would give, it up, give away his wicket. He had two men at mid-wicket, catching at mid-wicket. Viv kept on placing the ball between the two men, down to the boundary of four. And Tony Gregg kept on adjusting them because he thought Viv was doing it by luck. He would adjust them a little bit more and say, yes, that is the right angle now. And Viv would just turn the wrist a little bit more or keep the bat face a little bit straighter, pass them again for four. And he kept, kept on adjusting them forever and ever. He just could not accept that the man was that good to be hitting out swingers from off stump through mid-wicket. He, he thought it was all luck. I think by the time Bib got to 150, he realized it wasn't luck. <laughs> and as we know, Bib got so many runs on that tour. 291, I think it was, at the Oval. But my greatest pleasure with Bib and his batting was actually being at the other end with him in a one-day international at Old Trafford. We seemingly were on our way to losing that one day international. Nine wickets down, 100 and a little bit on the, on the scoreboard, not a lot. And I walk out with Bib, and Bib says to me, Mr. T, because that was my nickname. I don't think too many of you know that nickname. Mr. T, just stay at the crease. I will take as many balls as possible. If you have to face a ball, just block it. I say, okay, smoke it. I know you know that nickname, so I don't have to explain that one. <laughs> I say, okay, Smokey, but don't give me too many balls, please. So said, so done. Viv kept on blasting the ball all past parts of the park. And of course, at the non-strikers end, as anyone will tell you, you need to back up because you can't just stand on your bat in the crease. You need to back up in case there's a quick single. Initially, I was backing up, but after a while, I stopped backing up because I was getting two, three feet down the pitch, and when the ball was coming back at me, I didn't have much time to get out of the way. So I wasn't backing up that much later on in the innings. But it was like a dream, just standing there and watching the man. Bob Willis, Ian Botham, um, Derek Pringle, Foster, I don't remember Foster's thing, it might be Neil Foster. They were disappearing all parts of the ground. He was backing away, hitting them over extra cover into the member stand at Old Trafford. When they tried to follow him, when he backed away, he would just step back in and hit them over mid-wicket anywhere, anytime. But during that innings, when we sort of settled in and we was going so well, and this partnership now was approaching 8-yard runs, perhaps I had scored about 2 out of the 8-yard, I went up to Bib with this brilliant idea. Bib is there chewing his gum. And he's hitting the top of the bat, you know, the way he hits his bat. And the two of us in the middle of the pitch. And I go up to Bib with this brilliant idea. And I said, Smokey, sometimes when you take off with a single or the two that you think it might be, and it's not two, and then I have to face, let us try a thing here. He said, well, What is that now, Mr. T? I said, Well, you run him because he's hitting everything in front of him. You running, you are seeing the fielder. I am running with my back to the, to the ball. 
I will run the entire distance and come back. But if you see the fielder, looks as if he might be able to run out somebody before the, you get back, stop halfway and turn back. I will run the entire thing. The umpire will call one shot, but we still get one run and you back on strike. For me, I didn't know that was against the law. <laughs> and up until my career had ended, I still didn't know. I only learned that when I became a commentator. But that's not the story. This thing is with Viv. On one occasion, bang down the ground again, and Viv takes off looking for two. And I go to my end and spin around and take two steps. And Viv said, no, 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 because I realize you can't get back. So I'm no on strike. Before the bowler bowls the ball, I go down the smokey. I said, Smokey, you don't remember the plan, man? <laughs> You're Smokey. What was that again, Mr. T? <laughs> Smoking was just in his zone. He was hitting the ball so well, scoring runs so freely. My plan just went through one year and out the next. And it didn't matter. As you know, we put on 180 runs together. And we won the game quite comfortably. But it was an honor to be standing at the other end and watching him. And of, all, of course, looking at the faces of some of the England players when they realized things were, were, were slipping away. I think that was early 80s. And Viv and myself played together for another five years or so. And when you talk here, we talk about a man that is committed to the game, a man dedicated to the game, and not just for his own sake, but for his country's sake. I can tell you an incident, incident that I remember clearly in Australia. I think well, it might have been my job, I'm not too sure. Viv had a bad back. You know these days, the slightest thing, I'm, a man cracking fingernail, him can't play. See that little niggle? Coach, can't make it. Can't even warm up. Viv had a bad back. Melbourne, I remember it was, in that dugout dressing room. And it was important for Viv to play this game. I think it might have been one of the finals. We had best of three finals. And Viv could hardly walk around. I stood there and watched this man take an injection in his back to play that game. When I say watch it, I should say glimpse it. Because when the needle was going in, I was kind of looking away. The needle was long, believe me. And that is the sort of thing that I saw Viv go through for his country. He didn't go through it for him. Viv make runs morning, noon, and night. So if he misses one game, no big thing. But he knew it was important for him to play that game. It was, he knew it was important for his country for him to be out there to play that game. So when people come to me and ask me, not calling any names, but some great players that they see last 10, 15 years, and they say to me, compare that person with Viv. I said, sorry, you don't compare people with Viv Richard. You don't compare people with Pele. You don't compare people with Muhammad Ali. Those people are on their own, and then you talk about the rest. As an all-round batsman, I ain't comparing with, with anybody. He might not have the highest test score, but that's what they call Bib didn't want the highest test score. When Bib got 150 and he figured the team gone 300 and odd, with the bowling that we had, Bib said, well, time to enjoy myself. If I get out, no big thing. Hit a six, hit a four, whatever, and he gets out. If Viv was determined to score the highest ever test score, he would have scored that highest ever test score. 
the only occasion I can remember playing with IBA Richards and seeing him trying to get a huge score was that same 291 at the Oval because it was over different days. And I remember him going out on that day when he got out, looking quite fresh, and all of us thought, this is it. And Tony Gregg got him out. And Tony Gregg was dancing and celebrating as if he had gotten him out for a knot. I don't think he was looking at the scoreboard. But that's the only time I can remember ever seeing Viv thinking, this is a big one. The series had already ended. We had won the test series. This was the last test match. No big thing if we had drawn the test. We went on to win the test match anyway. But no big thing if it was drawn. And Lloyd had told them that. So it was there to try and get the big one. But Viv considered himself an entertainer. Go out, get as many runs as my team needs, enjoy myself, come back in. He would get bored at the crease. I could see it. A lot of us could see it. Could watch Viv get bored at the crease. And when boredom set in, at some point he would get out. Look at Viv's scores. There are plenty of centuries, but not 200 and never 300, because Viv wasn't that person. He wasn't looking for that. Wasn't looking for self-gratification, looking for the team. And when people saw that red, green, and gold thing around his hand, people started talking about black power signs and all that. I remember pointing to an Englishman once because there was a BP advertising hoarding on the ground in England. And the BP advertising hoarding had on the red, green, and gold. And I pointed out to the Englishman, I said, see black power there too? Colors that the man identified with. It wasn't anything about black power. Black consciousness, yes, because he knew he was a black man. He knew he was doing more than just playing cricket for himself and the West Indies. He was playing cricket for, for everyone that he could that could identify with him. But Viv was out there, me versus you because you're white and, and I black. Otherwise, he wouldn't make so much run against the Indians. They're just as brown as him. Viv was there playing cricket, but he understood what it all meant to Caribbean people, of course. When you look at Viv as West Indies captain, as Wes just said, never lost a series. How many people can walk around the world and say that? How long did Viv Richards play the West Indies? Win test series as a player, continuing on as captain, and continuing to take the baton forward that Clive Lloyd had given him. I.V.A. Richards. Antigua must be very proud of that man. Obviously, powers that be recognize what Antigua have, the only living national hero, Sir Isaac Vivian Alexander Richards, all the honors bestowed on the man, so it's obvious that Antigua and the powers that be recognize what they have got. 60 years old, IBA. A warm-up man. If we could all live to 120 and still be strong and healthy, I would wish and that for you, Campbell but I know it's almost impossible to get there and to be still strong and healthy. And I would not like to see IBA Richard not strong and healthy. So I'm going to wish you another 60 survive, but I wish you many, many, many more. All right, give us a report. What's happening there in Antigua? Are you happy? Well, first of all, one would have to give credit to Cricket West Indies for the initial the best of the best, um, you know, which is taking place between you, say, Craig Bradford and Watson Chase. And it has so far turned and built out to be an exciting two days so far. The Chase 11 would have batted first, 
and scored 326 all out of 97.2 overs. They would at least bat, bat it for six hours and 47 minutes, 34 bounces and five sixes. John Campbell, as you said, mm -hmm. cracking 129, 253 balls, 225 minutes, 15 fours, three sixes, 189 dot balls. Would have really loved to see him come back this morning um, and, and bat again because I think he needs some time in the middle. Rockton Chase, within his own limitation so far, 75, 159 balls, 208 minutes, 10 fours and 119 dot balls. Jermaine Blackwood got 34 on the back end of the innings and Imran Khan got 24. But where I was really most impressed is the bowling unit of the trade bracket 11. Mm -hmm. McQueen, he's one, I think, for the future, and he journeyed with, with the reserves to England. And you could see his work ethic in the red ball. He really didn't have an outstanding CG Super 50 competition, but he really stepped up. 24 overs, 8 maidens, 64 runs, 4 wickets, 115 dot balls. The left-arm team, one for the future. I'm not saying that he's going to play right now, but he brings the added variety to Edwin McCoy and, you know, and, and, and Raymond Weaver. So that was good for him. And then you had the youngster from Trinidad and Tobago, Jaden Field, mm -hmm. who bowled with great pace. 15 overs, 3 maidens, 42 runs, 3 wickets, 72 dot balls. And I, I like the approach. I like his, his, his physique. And I like his work ethic in terms of what I've seen so far. The other wicket takers would have been Rakim Parwal, 24 overs, 4 maidens, 73 runs, 1 wicket, 99 dot balls. Marquino Minley, 13.2 overs, no maidens, 47 runs, 1 wicket, 60 dot balls. He's the number of dot balls. He's really most certainly off. Versami Pomal, he really didn't pick up any wickets. 15 overs, 54 runs, no wicket, 65 dot balls. Kevin Hart, only bowled 5 overs, no maidens, 8 runs, 1 wicket. And the captain, Craig Blackwood, 1 over, no maidens, 2 runs, no wickets. The other scores would have seen Mosley 3, Ambus North, Bonner 16, Reefer 2, Hamilton 5, Holder 1, and in the end, um, Warrican was left not out and two. So, in terms of the batting performance, um, you would really say that outside of Campbell and Jack and Rastin Chase, there wasn't really anything else much to shout about. Mm -hmm. But I guess the transition from the white ball to red ball, it was just a, a sight to see guys back out in their, in their white and to see the red ball taking place. Mm -hmm. I think, now, when the... Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Andrew. No, 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 continue. You continue. Mm -hmm. Now, when the West Indies Blackwood 11 started their innings, Tyrone Powell um, followed a white ball a white ball from Shemar Holder and was easily caught at first slip by Sonny Lambert. So he really didn't bother the scorers today. But then you had a really important partnership um, which, which really built up um, between Craig Blackwood and Kevin Hodge. Um, Bradford batted beautifully. It was a different Craig Bradford in, in his batting. Dodged as usual, but was very positive. And we could sense that he really wanted to get among the runs there. And there was a lot of chatter. What I like about this game is that there's been a lot of chatter among the two teams. And so you have some experienced coaches who've been around. Floyd Weaver, Steve Nine, Shander Paul, and Joe Coley. Um, you know, you've got a number of coaches who are assigned to both teams. And so you could see this, this strategy working out in terms of the field placing. Craig Brackett and Chase in the game. So the game is almost, even though it's the best of the best, mm -hmm. it's been a very competitive game. So Brackett scored 95 until I think he lost his concentration. And I think because of the chatter um, between the, the fielders and him wanting to go after Jamal Warrington. He scored 95, 156 balls, 223 minutes, 12 fours, and 1-6, 112 dot balls. Kevin Hodge in the end got a stylish 59 not 160 balls, 189 minutes, 6 fours, 128 dot balls. 
and Paul Palmer has come in and looked very businesslike. He's a left-hander, mm -hmm. and you could see a sort of approach from him. He's come in, and he's raced to 31 knockouts, 48 balls, 61 minutes, 4 balls, and 31 dot balls. But the man of the day has to be Jomel Warriton, who bowled from the CIUN, and he bowled unchanged. 23 overs, 8 maidens, 52 runs, 3 wickets, 115 dot balls. Ooh. You've got to understand the kind of pressure oh, um, that was yeah. built by, by, by Jamal Warriton. What was smart about Russell Chase's captaincy today is that they came back after tea and they decided that they were going to come up with a, a different strategy and a plan. And so they started with Niall Smith, who you keep hearing me speaking about, yes. um, Andrew. Mm -hmm. 15 overs, one maiden, 61 runs, one wicket. The figures won't deliberate how well he bowled. 65 dot balls. Shema Holder, 15 overs. He's really certainly looked a peak above his performance in the CG Super, in the, in the White mm -hmm, Bar version. Mm -hmm. This looked like his, his version. Right. Um, today, he ran in, and you could see the rhythm, everything. There was a competition between him and Niles Smith in terms of how fast they were bowling. Oh. Jamal Holder, 15, 3, 51, 1, 67 dot balls. Raymond Reefer, you know, he's just there, thereabouts. Um, he also had to put in some work today. 15 overs, 4 maidens. 33 runs, no wickets, 73 dot balls. And Imran Khan came on later, 9 not, 28 not, 34 dot balls. And Rustin Chase, just for a changeover, he just bowled two overs, no maiden, 7 runs, no wickets. So the bowling units so far by both teams in terms of how the captaincies have handled the, 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 the bowlers have been good. Now, when you look at the track, there's a little grass, Anjo. Okay. Not live grass. Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of rolled in. And you have to be circumspect. You have to really... So it's not a wicket where you could be able to think that you could be able to play a lot of shots. Simran Hitmeyer got caught today because by the time Warrican bowled in the delivery, which looked like he was there to pull, um, it's not a shot tip low on him. And, you know, he, he was cutting for him. But outside of that, mm -hmm. I think you could see signs that the bowling unit, especially the seamers, the young seamers, are uh, beginning to learn and beginning to understand in terms of what's happening. And you had the senior players um, who, who, who kept talking to them, especially on the Russian Chase team. You had Bono and you had those German Blackwood. So there's a competitive spirit off the field. I spent some time looking at them practice yesterday after the game, and you could hear the little banter. Right. So mm -hmm. the game right now is, mm -hmm. is, is, is opened up, and I think, all in all, I think this is really a good preparation period because the track at Coolidge is the same track that I think that they will get for the first test at the Sylvester Richard Stadium. So I think it was maybe deliberately prepared by Ken Crafton in that way. And they would maybe just have to start with themselves and get themselves going. Mm -hmm. All right, Vernon, thanks very much for coming through and talking to us. A comprehensive report there. And we hope to speak to you again next week. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Vernon. God bless you, sir. Thank All you. All right. So there you have it. We thought it was important to go and get someone who watched the game, in fact, doing some television and also doing some uh, work uh, there with Vibes Radio, um, uh, the rights holders doing commentaries on the T20s and very much involved as the action continues tomorrow. Now, uh, we've got uh, Mally Richards on the line, the uh, son, of course, of uh, Savivan Richards. Ian Bradshaw has joined us, and of course, we've also got on the line from Jamaica, we've got uh, our good friend, Mr. Jackie Hendricks, he's there as well. Let's start with the, um, the, the young gentleman, and of course, when we speak of youth, we speak of, we speak of Jackie Hendricks. Is that right, Jackie? How are you, my friend? Jackie? Is he, is he with us? Jackie Hendricks? Okay. Let's see if we can pick up Jackie Hendricks, of course. I will try and see if he can do that. But um, someone who's very, very young, I mean, I was just fooling around with Jackie, is Mally Richards, who's joined us. Mally, how are you? You're looking like, you're, like your dad. 
We, we want to hear you. We want to hear you turn that mic on. Got to turn the mic on. All right. Uh, hello, Mally. How are you? Just trying to see if you can pick up Mally. Uh, just turn that mic on, uh, Mally. I see he in bad shows getting himself already as well. Can you hear me now? Can yes, we can hear you loud and clear, Mally. Can you hear me now? Yes, loud and clear. Ian Bradshaw in his green, his favorite color, is just making sure that he's uh, um, getting uh, his, himself in the position. And that wonderful house he's got there, understand it's worth $5 million in enterprise. He's going to be joining us very soon. We're going to try uh, to reach <laughs> our very good friend, of course, um, uh, as we make that connection to Jackie Hendricks. All right, Mally, how are you? Nice to see you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. Pleasure to be here. All right, good. And, of course, Ian Bradshaw is with us as well. Now, your reaction to the T20 series, the West Indies, Mally, won the T20 series to one, but it wasn't that easy. Your reaction? Um, coming into the series, I think, I think looking at the composition of the teams, I made West Indies a favorite. You know, I think Sri Lanka have been struggling with injuries in the recent past. You know, it's been a depleted team, I think, in the last three series or so for them. And, I, I, you know, I made the West Indies favourites. But uh, based on how the series went, I think the Sri Lankan spinners brought a bit of an unknown element to the, um, to, to the series because they're players that haven't been playing international cricket that long. So I don't think the guys really have got the, the handle or picking these spinners just yet. So I think that was the um, that's how the series went. Mm-hmm. You know, West Indies did just enough to win, and I mean, a win's a win. You take it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to certainly look at some of the individual performances when I look at um, people like Holder and uh, uh, very far down the line. I see Christopher Gale. Well, where is Christopher Gale there in the three matches? Just twenty nine runs, not doing well at all. We can look at those players, but let's let, let's go to Jamaica. Before we come back to you, Ian, and talk to uh, Jackie Hendricks. Hello, Jackie. How are you? Hi, Andrew. What's happening, man? How are you? Good. How is good old Jamaica? Ah, uh, well, it's the same old thing, you know, COVID. Everybody is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so you've not been making, you've not been making your rounds uh, into Kingston, then? You're staying at home, Jackie? I'm, yes, I'm, I'm pretty well locked away, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine, yes. All right. Now, your reaction to the West Indies victory in the T20 series, uh, they won to one against Sri Lanka. Are you happy? Yes, yeah, so, uh, always with a win. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at it, I, you know, <clears throat> I did think, uh, I don't know whether I'm, I'm crazy or what, but I did think that the, the Sri Lankans batted um, early on in their innings. I thought they batted very uh, irresponsibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a 20 over, but um, some of the strokes I saw them attempt, um, I, I didn't, I didn't quite understand um, what 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 was in their, in their minds when they made those shots. But anyway, um, that's just my my um, thought, and um, I'm very pleased that we did win. I somehow a little surprised that uh, that Chris Chris was brought into the team at this stage. Um, I, I wondered what the, the the reason was, but of course, um, you know he has been he has been a, tr- a tremendous player over the years, and um, it's just at his at, at his at his stage in life, at his age, 
um, I was a little surprised. Mm-hmm. So, so Jackie, would you have brought him into the side? Would you have picked him had you been a selector? Well, it's just difficult to say because I do not know what the what what things went on in their minds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly would have thought that he was a little, um, you know, little past it at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and having having other youngsters around, um, I would have I would have gone for them. But then, of course, the selectors are they are on spot. They know what they are they are doing. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 in terms of his performance, to me, the three matches, Gale just got 29 runs, the highest of 16, and he averaged 9.66. Yes, I, that's, I, that's a point. But, you know, I, I, I really just wondered the, the reason behind the, the selection. I thought that probably he, he, um, he was being brought back to, to sort of strengthen the, the, the batting. But... Um, as you say, he didn't have a very good series, um, and you know, I guess, I guess the, the uh, I guess some some other young player would have would have to me been been more um, more acceptable. Mm. Just before we go to Ian Badshaw, um, they also brought back Fidel Edwards. I mean, were you surprised? Again, that again, another yeah. another 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 question mark in my in my books. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would have I would have thought that that was a little. A little stretch, um, but again, as I say, the selectors must have had some good reason for that. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but would you carry Gale and Fidel Edwards to the World Cup? No. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very difficult question. As far as I am concerned, mm-hmm. if I, I mean, not knowing all the facts, yes. I must say that not knowing the facts, um, I, I, I would be extremely doubtful. So, so the answer is no, then, Jackie. You wouldn't take. Well, as I say, I don't know the facts behind <laughs> behind the thinking of the selection. I'm giving you the facts. Gail is soon 42. Um, uh, Edwards is what 39, and Edwards was dropped. He played two matches, and Gail made just uh, 29 runs from three matches, yes. and is on the decline. Well, you know, Chris has done a Chris has done a lot of good yeoman service to West Indies cricket, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and he said he was available. So I, I, I guess. Maybe that, that sort of um, mm-hmm. made the selectors think twice, sir. Huh? All right. So, uh, stay with us, Jackie. Um, let's go to Ian Bradshaw now. Ian, looking very thoughtful there. Hello, Ian. Your reaction to the West Indies uh, victory? They won to one. Good night, Andrew. And once again, um, good night to the, your uh, co-moderator, Dr. Ford. Um, good night to, to, to Mali, And obviously, good night to Mr. Hendricks. And... Uh, welcome to all of your many, many guests o- 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 over the radio and over the live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, disappointed by the manner of our, our victories. Um, yes, we won, but um, the, the result could easily have, have been three, three nil to um, Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And um, as we build towards the World Cup, uh, our performances will be, have to be far more clinical. Um, like so many series, Andrew, with West Indies cricket, we go into it and we believe that our bowling, the weak link of the two, and when it comes out, um, it's our batting that struggles. And this has been the case in all three formats. You look at that test cricket, whenever we, we scored 500 runs uh, over two innings, we, we've won. And history will show that. 
uh, when we get over 300 runs in a, in a one-day international, we, we are very competitive. Um, but quite often, it's our, it's our batting um, that has let us down. And the batting in the T20 series um, showed a bit of the responsibility. Um, the, the shots um, that were played um, put us in undue pressure when we, we didn't need to be. And um, if we're going to roll forward um, in a World Cup year, um, this is a time that we have to have some, some honest words within the camp. And I'm sure that Coach, Har Coach Simmons and um, maybe Harper will have to be really honest with the guys. I mean, experience or inexperience. Um, when you reach this level, mm -hmm. your match awareness has to be a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, so you, West Indies won. Um, you're not impressed at all. And you, you spoke just before we go to, to Roland Holder, who's joined us. Um, you talk about the batting. Let's look at those stats. Holder, three matches, 52 runs. Simmons, three matches, 73. Then we had um, Lewis in three matches, just 55, a highest of 28. Pollard, uh, 51 from three matches, highest of 38. Um, and then we come down to Poran, what, uh, in the three matches, 31 runs, highest of 23. And Gale, in the three matches, just got 29 runs. And uh, in fact, DJ Bravo, in the three matches he played, let me see how many runs he made. Uh, he just got six runs. So that doesn't inspire confidence, Ian Bradshaw. Well, Andrew, we may, we, we've got to put this into perspective. And it's, uh, in T20 cricket, um, you, you may say a fellow scores um, 60 runs mm. in, in a series, but depending on the position where he's playing, right. the, the importance of those six runs could, could be important. What I am concerned about is the manner of our dismissals right. said. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, we showed a definite weakness and uncertainty to the, the spinners. Um, but at times, we in this cricket, we, we've struggled sometimes with spinners at different points in time. But it is how collectively, as a unit, we bat the spin. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more worrying to, to me is a trend where I find that against the um, aggressive pacer, we, we're showing a bit of tentativeness. That's I true. think a lot mm -hmm. of international teams would have would pick that up. And you see quite often when teams need a wicket, they're, they're turning back to their, to, to their pacer and maybe just one over to collect a wicket. And we've got to be smart enough in those situations to be able to, to counteract that plan. Mm -hmm. And I heard you, your um, previous guest, it seems Vernon is uh, speaking about guys, um, Neil Smith, and we saw him, and we yeah. saw there was another guy from, from Inward Islands as well. Mm -hmm. in, in the 50-over game, when those guys came and were aggressive at some of our better players, we right. saw some, some tentativeness. That's true. So mm -hmm. as we go forward, you, you can't hide the international cricket. There's no way to hide too much video, too much analysis. And um, we've we, we got to man up. We've got to take some responsibility. If we're going to put some runs on the board and defend our um, – World Championship with Pride. Mm, okay, let's go to Roland Holden. Now, Roland, how are you? Everything is good with you, my friend? Roland? Hi, Andrew. Good night. Yes, so far, so good. Yes. I, I imagine... Uh, I'm imagine, on, Andrew. Uh, yes. Dr. Ford is going to join you just uh, shortly. Yes, Doc. Um, Roland, happy with the 2-1 win? Are you concerned like uh, uh, Ian Bradshaw? Um... Andrew, it, it's a win for us. So mm -hmm. obviously, I'm happy for a West Indies victory, as I think every West Indian would be or should be. 
play, I, I'm sure some red flags would have been raised in the minds of, of, of the coaches, etc., and the selectors, and I'm sure they will be looking to, to see how they can work with those work those players in those areas to, to correct any shortcomings that they, they saw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of your area now, everything is set for tomorrow. You've had the T20s. Uh, looking forward to the ODIs now, uh, Roland. Yes, well, we have the best, the best game that I think Vernon reported on earlier. So that is ongoing now. Day two of that is completed. So uh, we also have the ODIs. Well, we are just about in final preparation. Uh, so everything seems to be coming on stream quite nicely. Um, of course, the surfaces here in Antigua would have taken a pound in because... Hmm. We've lost that uh, Roland Holder temporarily. I'm sure we're going to get him back. Brings me uh, to Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford, how are you? Good evening to you, sir. I think we're trying to get Roland Holder back. Dr. Good evening. The Mali woman work. Oh, Roland, you're back. Roland, we lost a little bit there from... Oh, right. My Wi-Fi seems to have, have disappeared. Um, it's been dropping in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, was, I, I don't know where I was lost, but I was just basically saying that um, we have had to rejig some of our decisions um, mm-hmm. in terms of, of the surfaces we are playing on. We know the surfaces here in Antigua have taken a pounding based on the amount of cricket, unexpected cricket that has been here. Um, so kudos to the ground staff who have done the yeoman service at at both venues and ensuring the surfaces have been able, and I'm not only just talking about the match wickets, uh, those that have gone and those that are to come, but also the nets. Uh, it's not very easy being in, in the biosecure bubble where there are severe limitations. So everyone has had to pull together and do their part. And so far, so good. Sir, uh, good night again to to all of the the guests and to the listeners. Uh, Roland, how does the logistical part of this Sri Lankan tour help you with the upcoming tours uh, later on this year? Really looking well, forward. Well, most definitely, we we are supposed to have South Africa, um, Australia, and Pakistan June, July, August. But this is the first. A real test for us, the Super 50 leading into the Sri Lanka series was the first real test for us. We have been, um, we have been challenged, uh, but it has come together and it's a learning process. So, well, so as there will be areas in this which we will improve on for the next series. So thankfully, it is going pretty smoothly. I know it's hard to tell uh, so early, but the the necessity to have the biosecure bubble. Um, do you envisage that we could have a biosecure bubble since we are separated by water, or do you think just one location might be the better way to do? It? Uh, it's very difficult to play an entire series in one venue. Mm. So. We are fortunate in Antigua to have had CCG, and which is the Coolidge Cricket Ground and the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. Uh, ideally, to move between islands, we would have to charter flights, etc., 
and that comes with risk you're going through airports etc mm -hmm. and coming into contact with people mm -hmm. who are outside of your bubble so there's some element of risk and then you go into another bubble uh, you then formulate another bubble with, with a different set of testing protocols a different uh, requirement from the ministries of health from various islands etc so in an ideal world you would want to play every series in one venue realistically that could prove to be just as challenging from a cricketing point of view based on the surfaces and the wear and tear and the length of the series etc that itself could prove a challenge. So it's a catch-22, and mm -hmm. we're going to have to work hard to find the, the best balance for, for everyone involved. Um, Roland, I'm going to ask you a third question, not, not trying to distress you this evening. Um, I mentioned about vaccines, and I subsequently heard uh, Vice President Shallow mention it. Um, any progress or word on vaccinations for the West Indian uh, cricketers, the contracted players, you know, or, or even the, you know, the, the franchise players, over, well over 100 players, any, any? Well, I, ideally, all the franchise players are back, are in their respective territories at their home bases. So um, I know Cricket West Indies will work with the government to see how best we can get persons vaccinated. But again, vaccine is a personal choice. It's an option that every individual mm -hmm. will have to mm -hmm. decide if they want to take it. And if there are consequences to not taking it, then that's, that's a decision they're going to have to, to, to reach on their own. The most we can do is continue the education program or medical team our medical teams we've, have been, Dr. Obergulston has been, is our sports science and, and medicine manager, and he has been at the forefront of the education program and working with the biosecure bubbles mm -hmm. and trying to get them up and running. So it's an education process. Again, it will be a personal choice to individuals as it is in every island, every country, if you want to take the vaccine. And the most we can do is try to educate you on the benefits of it or the, the plus, there is always a plus and a minus so we can give you all the information we have and the decision ultimately will be the individuals. Mm -hmm. We can do our best to try to make the vaccine available to those who want to take it. Mm -hmm. uh, just before you go, Roland, because I know yeah. you're a very busy man preparing for uh, tomorrow, are we still on track for the regional tournament to be held in April? I understand you've got South Africa... Australia and Pakistan come into the region. Are we still on track? Uh, that is up in the air currently. There are, there are severe challenges with, with um, which, well, unless you're traveling or trying to move people around, you may not be aware of, mm. especially with the quarantine restrictions when you get back home. So um, it's, it's, it is up in the air and, uh, currently and we'll make a, a decision perhaps later in this month make a final decision on if we are able to host it. Uh, it it is being reviewed currently based on what we've experienced during the super 50 itself mm -hmm. so that is something that we will make an announcement on a decision on uh, a little later this month mm. so this you're talking about the uh, the regional tournament, because originally I was here in the first... The West Indies Championship. Right, right. West Indies Championships, uh, the first two rounds 
Trinidad. Am I right? That's correct. Yes, okay, that's good. what we have, have scheduled. Yes. Oh, right. right. And, and you, you've also got um, scheduled to come to the Caribbean, Pakistan, Australia, and South Africa. Am I right? Well, you've, you've said it in the reverse, but it's South okay. Africa in but, June, right. Australia the beginning of, of July, mm-hmm. and Pakistan towards the end of July into right. August. Okay, and we're, we're kind of on track for them, basically. So far, yes, as, as mm-hmm. on track as you can be in a COVID environment. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and these countries have confirmed that they're coming? As far as we know, they have all committed to, to come. Um, but again, Andrew, if there's a, a flare-up in the pandemic worldwide, etc., then you have to look at different avenues. You have mm. to look at the risk, etc. Mm. Um, and we have seen it in the in the cricketing world where one country has decided mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the risk was too great and opted not to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we have no control over that. We can provide as much information as we can on the biosecure bubble, how safe it is, et cetera. The the risk perspective in the Caribbean is relatively lower than in most of the countries. Um, And in choosing our venues, those are also going to help. The the, the risk level in each country is going to help us determine Mm -hmm. where we play those matches. So all that is information that all medical teams, along with the visiting teams, medical Mm -hmm. people, We'll sit down and work out and come up with how best we can make it happen and, and go from there. But um, based on, on everything, all the indications so far, those tours will take place. Mm-hmm. As of today, we are pretty confident that those tours will take place. All right. Thanks to you, Roland Holder. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Get up early in the morning, of course. And uh, as we say for the ODI series, I know you're a very, very busy man. Thanks to you, Roland, uh, for coming and talking to us on Mason and Guest. Thanks, Andrew. Take care. All right. Sure. So there you have it. We're going to continue. 441790. We're going to try and open the lines as well. We've got Ian Bradshaw, former West Indies all rounder. We've got Mally Richards, of course, who would have played for the Leewards. And, of course, the son of the iconic Seville uh, Richards on the line. And we also have someone that would not have played in the, in the, in, in the 90s or the, um, or the 80s, uh, long before that, of course, Jackie Hendricks, who's on the line from Jamaica. Jackie, we're not going to keep you too much longer because we know that you're getting ready now to uh, go to bed. We know you go to bed with the fowls, so we're not going <laughs> to keep you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let's, let's conclude with you and, of course, come back to Ian and, of course, uh, um, some, some, some night owls. I, I know that Mally, well, not in COVID, but generally he may be out in the streets of St. John's until uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. All right. Now, Jackie, uh, we, we, we spoke about um, uh, Gail. We spoke about... Uh, Fidel Edwards, you've got your doubts about them, the West Indies winning. Um, let's look now to the test series. If we just go forward quickly with you. Uh, we had a, a win in Bangladesh. You're confident the West Indies can do well against Sri Lanka, Jackie? I, I think so, yes. Um, you know, I, well, I was very impressed by the apparent fighting spirit of the team that went to Bangladesh. Um, I, I think maybe a lot of people figured that they might not um, have been as successful as they were, but I think that that with Phil Simmons and um, help and the other members of the coaching staff and so on, I think the players really and truly put their heads down and Mm -hmm. and, and did us very proud. So I'm hoping that um, some of them in that team will not be forgotten um, because I think that there is a spirit, a a shoulder spirit 
that we needed in our cricket for some long time? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question, um, Jackie, because a lot of hard decisions would have to be made here because you've got you know, some of the big boys, the big guns who didn't go to Bangladesh, and you, you've got people like Josh De Silva, um, you know, who, who came through. Bonner came through and did very well. So the selectors have got to make a choice. You know, you've got Ross and Chase Foster. Yeah, so don't forget, um, you know, don't forget the captain. I mean, captain I thought well. he, 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 must be, he must be giving them quite a bit of, of praise for, Craig for his um, part in it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be a very, very difficult job for the selectors as I see it. But I'm hoping that, um, you know, good sense prevails and um, we, have, we have some recognition of those players in, that went to Bangladesh. Mm. Would you retain Craig Bradford as your captain? Uh, mm. me, I personally would, yes. You would? That, yes, that, I would. That's going to make primetime news tomorrow, Jackie, in the, in, in the, 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 the glee. No, there. I don't see why. I mean, he, yes. had, a, he had a successful tour of, of Bangladesh. I, don't, I think that I don't know how many people gave us any chance of, of, of beating them, mm-hmm. but I, I, thought that, um, I thought that his leadership mm-hmm. was, was paramount in, in, our, in our getting through the, the series on, like, as we did. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I think um, you know the, the, the current captain. Um, he did not make himself available to go to Bangladesh, um, yet he was playing cricket in Australia. So I, I I used to I was a very very big fan of 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 him of Holder, but I'm a little disappointed in in how he um, eventually you know treated the the, mm-hmm. the Bangladesh tour. Mm-hmm. So, so Craig Bassett would be your man to continue as captain. Um, and, of course, we um, interesting because we had Sir Clive Lloyd on the show recently talking about it. Also, Derek Murray as well. And we had Phil uh-huh. Wallace uh, talking about it. So you're going to stick with Craig Bassett. Just before... Yeah, you... I, I, would, I would do that. I would give him, I mean, some recognition for his part mm-hmm. in, the, in the Bangladesh victory. Mm-hmm. Now, just before you go, Jackie, um, Josh De Silva, the keeper, you, you, um, you're a pretty good keeper yourself. Facts. Um, the Red Excellent Cigarfu Sobers, um, when he was on the show here with us last year, reckoned that when he played, you were the best keeper um, that he would have worked with. Uh, what's your view on Josh De Silva, having seen the young man from Trinidad and Tobago? Well, I think I think so far, I think he has done quite well, certainly with the bat. Right. Um, but to be very frank, I have not seen a lot of him in the field. Right. And um, I really would like to make any any comment at this time, at right. this stage. I think after the mm-hmm. after the um, our tours in in West Indies in the next couple of months, I think um, mm-hmm. that would be a very very good opportunity to really have a good look at him. Mm. Quickly again, before you go, any cricket in Jamaica? Um, anything happening <laughs> no, in Jamaica? I, I, not, none at all. None at all. Really? Um, I'm very distressed about it. Mm. Um, but, you know, the, the COVID is... is uh, Because there's no football either. Which no is football thing, either, yes. I know that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so you can't get Jackie to go down to, to maybe Manaparco on those places or in, I don't know where in Jamaica um, to, to St. George's College to watch some football. You're home. <laughs> in the, in that posh area there in Cherry Gardens, I'm told. Well, they certainly, they certainly, um, certainly playing playing it very, very cagey um, with mm. the COVID um, yes. thing, and you know, a lot of a lot of footballers, I think, um, are a little upset. But yes. you know, the, the health of the of, of everyone comes mm-hmm. comes 
yeah. first, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm depending on the powers that be to make the decision as to when they consider it to be um, the, the correct time to start these games, you know. Well, of course, Jackie, you know, when you speak, you're a man of great influence, you know, in Jamaica. You are as powerful as Prime Minister Holness, I'm told. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I have no influence whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Final question to you. we got the big elections coming forward very soon. Ricky Skerritt, who has been in power for the last two years or so, he's got his first officer, Vice President Dr. Shallow, and then Sanasi from, uh, from Guyana. He's looking to unseat uh, Mr. Skerritt, and he's got Calvin Hope of Barbados um, as his running mate. Um, your reaction? Oh, you Calvin, think Calvin is running. Calvin yeah, is as running Vice President, with, um, yes, as a Sanasi. Is that so? Yes. Okay, okay. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, very interesting. What do you think? Yes. Well, I don't know. I, I think that um, I, I think that Mr. Skerritt has really had just, I think, one term, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just one or, term, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, one and, term. Um, you know, I think, I think one finds it very difficult at times to get everything that you want done in, in one term. Right. Um, especially with the problems that we've been having with the, with the, with the COVID. Right. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be ready to shake the tree yet. I okay. Mean, I, I would think that it's a little early. I, I think. Mm-hmm. So, so based on what you're saying, then you would you would stay with Mr. Skerritt, then? Is that what you're saying? I would say well, yes. I would think and give him an, another give him another, another term. Time yes. All right. Another term and another sip. Another sip of the Blue Mountain coffee. <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, um, Jackie Hendricks, there in Jamaica, um, staying indoors and um, staying away from COVID because uh, lots of COVID cases there. Two or three days ago, you had as many as 723 in one day and seven deaths. Absolutely. What's going on in Jamaica, Jeffrey? That's a terrible absolutely. thing. Mm. I don't know. We're getting a lot of a lot of people back from from America and from England. Yeah. Um, you know, they've 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 deported quite a few people from both both countries. Mm. So I don't know whether that has caused anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But certainly, um, it's, it's very it's very scary. Mm-hmm. Stay safe, Jackie. We need you around yeah, for another 100 honest. years Thank or so, you, Jackie. Andrew. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. All bye, right. bye, bye. Good old Jackie Hendricks there in Jamaica. Making some interesting comments. Not very big on Gail Plain and, and, and Fidel Edwards. That's going to make primetime news, of course, uh, in Jamaica and around the Caribbean. And he's saying that he will retain Craig Brathers as the captain. And he's also saying as well, the veteran, that he would stay with Ricky Skerritt as president of Cricket West Indies. So a lot to chew in coming from the veteran. Let's go to some very young men, of course, the youth of a nation, or they say the trustees of posterity. So we're going to go back to Mally Richards. Now, Mally, um, we, we were looking very much at the, the West Indies uh, performance, and, and Ian Bradshaw made the point that he was a, a bit concerned about the batting, when you do a critical analysis, you must not be happy when you consider that, you know, I mean, Gail got 20, 29 runs. I mean, Holder got 52. Well, you know, it came a bit late. And I suppose that uh, Ian Bradshaw put it in context. But overall, the batting was a little a little fuzzy, wasn't it, uh, Mally? Yeah, I must say, apart from, I think, Brent uh, Pollard's over six sixes and, and Fabian Allen, I think the, bat, the batting was a bit lackluster. Mm-hmm. I think you can tell that they're still trying to work out the combinations necessary, you know, to be successful, to have a successful batting lineup. I think um, 
I'm listening to Kieran Pollard after the first T20 when he said he knows that, you know, this series will come down to how the West Indies handled the Sri Lankan spinners. And we sneaked over the line, but we, like Ian said, we didn't do a very good job. The responsibility was lacking. We lost mm. wickets in clusters, mm. you know, um, and that's, that's never good in a T20. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I asked the question before Dr. Ford comes back in, and it's a question that you've got to ask. You mean Chris Gale, you've got Dwayne Bravo coming back, and, and Fidel Edwards, having not played for about 10 years or so. What's your view on these? Uh, um, Jackie Hendricks is not very keen on Gale and Fidel Edwards. But what's your take, Mally? Talk to me. Um, to be honest, I was quite surprised to see them selected in this squad. Uh, we all know what they bring, if, you know, if they're on top form. But these players, if they're going to be selected now, they're just going to have to perform. Mm-hmm. And um, it just didn't go their way in, in, in this series. So, I mean, it's now up to the selectors. If they, they, they will continue with them going into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, would, would you select these guys? Gail and Fidel Edwards and, and uh, uh, Duran Bravo, Ian? Um, we're going to put, it, put that in the book. The context and, um, mm-hmm. and look at them individually. Mm-hmm. Um, Fidel, he has um, been away from West Indies cricket. He's played a lot of, of county cricket and so forth. So he's obviously kept himself pretty fit and so forth. He came back and played the, the CPL and, and um, he, he bowled well. He got some, some wickets and then he played recently again and, and he's done well. In the absence of, of the coach, and um, or Shane Thomas and so forth. Um, it is obvious that the selectors wanted to um, have have options on, on the table. Mm. One of the concerns about West Indies cricket, and we look at some of those bowlers, is that they seem to get injured quite 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 often. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be important that we have our options available in a World Cup year. So I think that um, in normal circumstances, Fidel might not have gotten the opportunity, but um, with these guys being being, being injured and also being somewhat injury-prone, um, it allowed Fidel to get the opportunity. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. I played cricket with him, and um, I know how hungry he is to put on the rest of his colors. But um, as Mali quite rightly said, um, it comes down to the performance, and um, you're as good as your last game. And um, Fidel will understand that. We're, we're, we're doing this concern. I, I think over a year or so ago, we remarked that our death bowling was a challenge. And um, and not just the death ball in the last two overs, but when you have those pressure situations where a team may be accelerating just someone with a bit of experience to put the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, Dwayne has been identified as part of the solution. Obviously, he's lost, he lost a bit of pace, and we can't depend on him to, to bowl the death overs, death overs all the time. Um, I was quite pleased to see uh, Jason um, showing some improvement in his TT20 bowling. I'm still not convinced that he sees the solution consistently on down, down at the bottom. But um, in a World Cup year, as I say, you've you, you got to cover all, all your bases. Um, and I think that um, Dwayne's inclusion is to assist from a, a bowling aspect in, 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 in those pressure overs. Um, his batting, his batting, I'll, I'll talk to him when I get a chance to talk about this. I mean, Dwayne prides himself as an opening batsman number three. Mm-hmm. I, I know he's close, close to nine. He really, has, really has, has to do better, mm-hmm. and um, if he can um, improve his batting as he should, I mean that really gives some some depth to, to our batting lineup. Um, where Christopher Gill is, is concerned, let, let me say this abundantly: Christopher Gill is 
arguably the most impactful T20 cricket that has, has ever played. Um, and he's kept himself active. Um, more recently, he had some good performance in, in the IPL. And because Westinese Cricket Board and Christopher Gill did not close the door on, on his career, uh, it offered opportunity for Christopher Gill to, to, to remain uh, as an option for Westinese Cricket as you go into a World Cup year. Um, seeing Chris uh, at number three look, looks a little bit strange. Um, I'm not too sure if um, that is the best position for him. And if he's going to play, me personally, think he, he has opened the batting. Um, but um, l- l- let me say this, that Chris deserves a, another opportunity, um, probably next series or so forth. But with Hetmeyer likely to return, um, there's no guarantee to play for, for, for Chris Gill as, as we go forward. And I think Chris is mature enough to understand that. And um, he will have, have to, to, to earn his ticket to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Doc? Oh, I'll ask uh, Mali a question. Mali, um, during the series, the West Indies lost 23 wickets. We batted second. And Sri Lanka only, la- only lost 15 wickets. So we lost eight wickets more. We were victorious. And you did mention us losing wickets in clusters. How does this make you feel regarding your confidence of us being able to bat first and consistently set a score that's competitive in, in this format? Well, based on what we saw in the, in the T20s, I'm not that confident going into these ODIs. I must be, I must be honest. Um, what we saw from the batsmen was, it, it, it was, you know, we saw a rash shot. We saw, like Ian said, players not taking responsibility. You know, at times, all it would have taken is an over of batting normally and we'd be, you know, right back, you know, in the game and not, not panicking. And we failed to even do that. We, you know, we just kept going hard all the way through. And um, in 50 overs, it's going to be tough. I think it's honestly going to be tough for us, especially with the conditions here in Antigua. It's been dry. You know, um, Roland was speaking earlier about the amount of wear and tear on the wickets. Um, and I think it's just going to come down to Sri Lankan spinners versus West Indian batsmen. And at this point in time right now, I'm, I'm not as confident as I think I should be going into, going into the matches. Oh, interesting. Uh, Ian, you, uh, just, oh, you, just, Ian, you mentioned... Just before, that, bring it in, um, just before, bring, just before you bring it in, um, we got Shivnarayan Chandapal on the line. We don't want to keep um, the tiger okay. waiting because he, he will then be on the prowl the second time. So just just holding and just spend a couple of minutes with with our good friend Mr. Chandapal. Hello, uh, Shiv. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon to all. Right. It's always a pleasure to to talk to you, Shiv Chandapal. Uh, you are in Antigua working uh, and doing some wonderful work there as an, as an assistant coach. Am I correct? Well, I'm here as the uh, batting um, coach with the the best of the best team here, trying to help the guys, the, the batters, um, with whatever I can help them with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how has it gone so far, Shiv? Yeah, well, we, we had some good performance, good performances from some of the guys. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the batters didn't get in, um, but so far, you know, you're trying to get echo to them, whoever get the opportunity to get in, make sure they go big and, and you know, do not give any um, 
letting the opposition, you know, make sure you, you get a job done and finish the day and come back looking tomorrow to bat again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you had some pretty good performances there. I mean, John Campbell got 100. We, we note that uh, Roston Chase got among the runs. You know, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, I, I, well, we've been working with those guys in the nets, and, you know, one of the things with John is you're trying to get him to leave more balls outside the off stump, and, which is what he did well in the, in mm-hmm. the match. And uh, yes. he left well, and then and he was able to, to carry on for a, a, a hundred. And then after he got to the hundred, then he started to lift his head and playing shots that he, not, he wasn't playing before. So all the things I, I, you know, you have to echo to them and let them know that, Hey, when you get to 100, you still have to carry on. It's not over the job. It's not done. You have to carry on. Even so, Roston, I said to him, you know, you've got to make sure you can push on from there. You can't get out at that stage, especially when it gets easier. You have to make sure you cash in from that period. Mm-hmm. And so these are things, you know, you have to let the players understand what it takes and what it, what it, you know, you need to do as a backer for the team. Mm-hmm. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, Shivdurai and Chanda Paulo, one who's done so very well and someone who understands that and it is better to say unto the cows and the sheep and the pigs uh, come home. I mean, you've, you, you like batting and, and uh, of course, uh, you, you've done such a wonderful job for the West Indies. Uh, what about Hetmeyer, though? Um, a bit unfortunate that he got on Hetmeyer? Yeah, he got, he got one that kept a little bit um, today and, and yesterday and got bold, um, but he was shaping up well. The, all, the, all the guys in the net, they, they did a lot of work, and mm-hmm. what was pleasing for me is that the amount of work um, they did and, and how they want to get extra in the net and they want to improve their the, the skill, which was, which was was pleasing for me. Mm-hmm, indeed. And, of course, you would have had a stint uh, doing some work with the Ghana team as well. How did that go, Shiv? Well, it's, um, it, it was because I wasn't there in the beginning. And then when they came here, it was, uh, they're trying to get everything in and making sure the players are required in the match. Um, it's just trying to make sure that they do the things that I know they would need in the game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, after the first game, we made a lot of mistakes against Barbados. It's not as if they had it in balls in the air and there's no call for it because it's mm-hmm. a 50 over match. It's a long way to go. There's no need for you to put your head in the air and hit balls in the air. There's a lot of time. You need to put your head down and make sure you throw the ball in the ground. Back yourself, back your ability, and trying to find the gaps and keep rotating and, um, and keep the score taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice do you have for our batsmen? Because we know with interest against the Sri Lankans, they didn't play the spin very well. Um, if you had to speak to our cricketers about um, what they have been doing, or maybe not doing, because we, we are very concerned about the fact that they've not played the spin well, what would you say to them, Shiv? Well, I've, I've been at the games. I've been all, uh, to all the games. Um, right. mm-hmm. We actually struggling to pick the, the spinners, and okay. um, that that definitely is a concern because we're not picking the, the, the spinners. We're not picking the, the, the spinners. Um, we need we need to probably um, get something that will give us the advantage, like any other team overseas. You go to New Zealand, they will prepare a green top. You go to England, you have wicked as a team, and you go to India, you have a dot bowl. Um, we in the Caribbean, we need to take in um, Sri Lanka you know, out of the out of the equation. We need to take them out by doing prepare some green caps for us mm-hmm. and let mm-hmm. our paces deal with, with them, and then our batters will be able to deal with their pace and take their spinners out because that's it is right now. Our our guys are struggling to pick the the yes. Um So we have to find a way to take this in out of out of the equation. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Doc, I'm sure you're happy to interact with Ian Bradshaw, with Mally Richards, of course, Franklin Rose has joined us, and of course, there's a great man, Shivnaran Chandapal. Doc. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I've never got to to speak. To, well, I did get to speak to Shiv on his on his last visit. But Shiv, uh, you were known for your tenacity and concentration, and now you're you've transitioned from playing to coaching. How do you compare the the preparation you put in when you were a player to mm-hmm. the sort of work ethic you see of the modern day West Indian player? Well, I um, what I'm seeing here is a good sight for the for for us. Um, what I don't see, what is what they need to do is when you're at home, you need to put in the hours. That is what I did. I put in all the hours. I spent hours and hours hitting thousands of balls at home. I mean, I I, I literally will just be in the machine most of the day hitting balls. I mean, as a batter, you want to improve, but you have to also know what you're working on. I mean, I study opposition bowlers. I sit down at night, watch them. If they play against, if I know I'm going to play against Australia, Australia is playing somebody, not playing West Indies yet, but playing somebody else. I'll be up in the night watching them, watching their bowlers, watching everything and try and get as much information as I can get from them. And then trying to figure out if they bowl into left-handers, try and see what they're doing to the left-handers, and then have an idea up in my head what they, I think might come on bowl to me the machine in certain areas that I will test myself and and for every bowler that I think will bowl to me and practice and practice and practice and make sure that when that time comes for me to play against Australia, I am also, I'm ready. You know, I, I visualize the bowlers. I make sure that I practice them and get myself ready for the match day. So, you know, these are things our, our batters need to do, get themselves organized, get this, the preparation done before the game time. Well, a lot of uh, former players talk about commitment and and pride as it relates to being a West Indian cricketer and suggest that this may be missing now. Do you think there are too many distractions for the well-established and popular uh, West Indian star? Well, it's a lot of um, other format of cricket out there. And I remember people cricketing career don't be forever. You just whatever time you play cricket, and then your, your career is over. So guys also have to try and make as much as they can, which is what they're trying to do also. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that, but I think you've been paid, you have a retainer contract, you've been paid, and you'd ask to put in some work, you should, you should be able to do that. Because I remember in the past, we don't get any money, we don't have no contract, we don't have any, you have to find your own money to go and do your work. And you, somehow you still have to find it, yourself, get the work done. I have to get the work done, so... It doesn't matter. We never used to get paid for that, but we get our work done. Now people have been paid for that, and some people are not doing the work, and that is that is not right. Mm. Uh, Franklin, you, we haven't engaged you yet. Uh, I, I'm sure you've been watching, and you've got to see the work of, of Holder, McCoy, and, and Edwards. Uh, what is your view on, on the faster bowlers in the T20 series? Um, good evening, guys. Um, nothing special about the fast bowlers. Um, I'm a little bit concerned with the type of pitches that we're preparing at home for the visitors. Our background, cricketing background, are known for fast bowling. And to see us struggling against the Sri Lankan 
spinning attack you know is a concern we should be preparing green tops doesn't matter who's coming and let the guys have a run at them so there's no nothing special from the fast bowlers you know that that we can be proud of you know the pitch it, it's not assisting the fast bowlers so especially 2020 it doesn't make any sense you try to go there and bowl fast it's all about accuracy, variations, you know, try to keep the batsman as tight as possible. But we're not seeing that. And the guys are not, the bowlers are not experienced enough to, you know, the team is new, they're chopping and changing, you know. So there's nothing special about the series. I must commend the guys from, for winning um, the series 2-1. You know, very poor performance from the batters, nothing special from the series. So, you know, they try to bring back, they, they brought back Gale. I was a bit disappointed why Edmire wasn't there. They claim he was unfit. Mm-hmm. So we need to look at that team that went to New Zealand, if you're going to talk about unfit. I'm going to point my finger at certain players, but I'm not going to call any names. So we need to cut that out if we're going to talk about unfit. If, if the board has problem with certain players, they need to let the public know what's going on than say the guy is unfit. He's the best batsman in the West Indies at the moment. You know, he was very outstanding in the 50-50 competition. So the board need to let the public know what's going on with Edmire, why they didn't pick him. Mm. And what happened to Nara? Why is he not there as well? So, you know, 2020... Sorry? He isn't ready for, for international cricket. I thought he played for Trinidad in the in the 50-over competition. All he the was a spinner, without doubt, in the Caribbean still. Mm-hmm. So play him until he fails or mm-hmm. play him until he retires. Who's better than him at the moment? Mm-hmm. We need to play our best team. Mm-hmm. What happened to Andre Russell? We're playing 2020 cricket mm-hmm. and one-day cricket. We should try to pick our best team. Mm-hmm. So we need questions from the board. Why are these guys playing? Mm-hmm. But I'm very concerned with Edmire, though. Should we send him to England like a Jeffrey Archer? And um, what's the other fastball his name? Barbados? Come on, let's not kill the guys. Chris Jordan. Chris Jordan. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Let's not kill the guys. He's, he's on okay. best batch at the moment. Okay. Uh, Fr- Frankie, you, you spent a lot of time in, in New Zealand and also you know about Australia. Um, Cottrell is Cottrell didn't didn't make the series or Thomas, but what do you what would you say about the combination of fast bowlers that would be effective on Australian wickets? I'll repeat that please. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, just wait. Repeat using that your, using your of Australian wickets and also knowing that Cottrell and Thomas are unavailable uh, due to fitness at present. What do you see as a, an, a good combination of fast bowlers to, to do well in the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Um, good combination. First of all, you've got to be fit. Um, I did, didn't see anything wrong with cultural fitness. More of a concern with his performance. O'Shane Thomas, yes, he's unfit. So we need to get four guys out here that, that can bowl 90 miles per hour on a consistent basis, accurately. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. we need some accurately, consistently. Mm-hmm. And then again, we need lots of variations as well. Our bowler, 
Western is cricketing background. We don't use a lot of variations. Mm-hmm. So we, we start to see that in count cricket, in IPL, and most of our fast bowlers not used to variation. So we need to start to develop those type of, you know, bowling skills. Do we have a bowling coach? Does Western is have a bowling coach? Yes, we do. Uh, Roddy Astrick is the bowling coach. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But, uh, we, yes, we need to see a lot more variation going on, going mm-hmm. in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. If you check out the history of fast bowling, mm-hmm. the greatest bowlers weren't the fastest. So we need a lot of consistency, a lot of accuracy, and a lot of variation. And, of course, we're going to be big and strong and fit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by when we're ready for the World Cup, mm-hmm. we find four strong guys bowling 90 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. And we need to pick a consistent team, though. Too, too much chopping and changing. I'm sure the guys aren't comfortable mm-hmm. going into a tour where they're not sure they're going to go on the next tour because they see what's going on. Too many chopping and changing. Mm-hmm. They sent the guys to Bangladesh. They were successful. And they came back home and there's a different team playing. What, what is going on? Oh, well, the that's white ball... Okay. Uh, that's successful there. Yeah. But um, yeah. uh, Ian, you you did mention you you had doubts about Jason's suitability for for a position in the top six, and you mm-hmm. reflect on the number of wickets that we lost and the fact that Jason basically was there at the end in the two matches that we won. Uh, on reflection, don't you think that maybe we need some other batsman with an approach that's more date and uh, level-headed that can rotate the strike and decide when to, to go into ultra-attack rather than mm-hmm. all or nothing? Well, let, let, me, let me just correct what you said because I, I, I don't think I, re, I made any remark on Jason's position uh, where he, where he batted. Uh, I, I don't think I commented on that. Um, but in terms of, of um, our team and our flexibility, it is important that, that we have guys that are adaptable uh, to the game situation and on different surfaces. Um, you're not going to play on the same track every single day. Um, and it's your ability to assess the situation, um, your, your, your belief in your own skill set. Um, it's great to hear Shiv speak to that fact, how, how he would assess situations and, and mentally prepare for, for, for the battle. You, you, you don't prepare for the battle when you cross the line. It's too late. Um, and it's important that um, we have guys that are adaptable within our, our lineup. We have some wonderful six hitters, and that will always be a plus to us. Um, so it, it's always hurtful for me when, when I see us as panicking in, in the middle of the innings, when I know the far power that we have down in the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all important very important that we understand our, our, our brand, understand our strengths, and um, take some level of ownership at the top. Because once we have resources in, in the pavilion, we'll, we'll, we'll get great targets. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, Mali, you have an interest? Just, yeah, just, just want to finish with Shiv Naran because I know he's very busy. And, um, you know, he's going to try and get some rest. So we're not going to keep Mr. Chandler Paul too much longer. We're going to come back to Mali in a, in a short while. Um, Shivnaran, we're just about ready for the ODIs. You, you're confident the West Indies can go on to win that? No, definitely. We have enough good players in the team, um, talented players. Um, 
We just have to be smart whenever we're out there and find a way to deal with the Sri Lankan spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you can't read, you still have to fight. You still have to show some fight. You, you can't just go and, and do anything silly and get out. You have to find a way to survive. Um, you, you, we have to have a proper batting plan. And, you know, we have to remember the process and, and try and make sure that we um, we we keep taking and carry the game to the, to the last over. And if the batters who are in can stay in and push the game as far as they can, then we have, like, Someone mentioned that and we have enough power hitter can give us anything once we have that platform. We have enough power hitter mm-hmm. to give us anything in the last 10 over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we just have to be smart and we have to find a way to make sure that we survive and, and keep ticking and maybe the, the asking rate, what you're going to ask yourself, how much we need for over, all of the things, the plans you need to put in place and um, the batters don't trust, just go out and bat normal, relax, enjoy the cricket. Mm-hmm. And let's look forward, Shib, before you go, the, the test series, the two test matches after the URDIs. Are you comfortable? I mean, we just went to Bangladesh on one. Do you think the guys can, can beat Sri Lanka in the test series? Well, definitely. We just need to make sure that we prepare proper wickets for them. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't want to... They, their spinners seem to be the major threat for us. So if that is so, then we take them out of the game, prepare green tops and let our pieces run at them. Our bat is going to deal with it and take their spinners completely out of the game. Mm-hmm. I see. And in terms of pace bowling, I, I like the looks of young Niall Smith. He is Guyanese like yourself. I mean, people have been talking about him. What's your view on the young man? Well, he definitely got some pace. He bowled good areas. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's one of them in the future we have to look at. He, he needs to develop some more Um Need to do some strength work and um, he'll get better. Um, definitely need to do some work with him and, and he's one definitely for the future. What about Shamar Holder? Um, he, well, he bowled today and he bowled with some gas today. With he bowled with some gas today. Um, lovely, 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 huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes he bowled with some gas today. So, um, mm-hmm. And Preston Max? I mean, Max- you know. Huh? And, and Preston Maxwell? How was he left arm pacer? How was, how was he looking? He's. Decent with his control, good areas. Mm-hmm. Um, he step up one and two times, decent pace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he got decent control, which is good. You need, you know, we need bowlers that can put balls more in the in the areas that you want it to be. Um, because some, a lot of times I look at cricket and look at our pitch map and it and it's all scattered all over the place. Right. You look at Australia, you look at some of the other teams, and the pitch map is right on. I mean, this is this is the reason why we can win or lose matches because if I'm a batter. And I'm seeing so many loose balls to, uh, from, from, to opportunity for me to score on. I mean, that means it, it, they don't have no pressure on me as a batter. Mm-hmm. But if we can bowl ball in consistent area more on a regular basis, we can apply pressure on opposition. And that means you get to bring wickets for us. So the bowlers, we have talent. We have everything. It's just that we need to make sure that they can put the ball in the area when we need it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they need to practice it so they can do it on a consistent basis and then we can add pressure in opposition and we're able to get them out and then, you know, um, when the batter stand them, come for bat, um, you just you hopefully don't have to make a lot of runs again and you don't have to feel too long. You don't, it's not tired. You can go out and bat as, um, as long as you want to because you're not as tired as you would be like if you're like two days on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, Shivnaran Chandapal, it's a pleasure to talk to so I hope 
uh, that we're able to speak to you again very, very soon. And I wish you well in your uh, new job, of course, in relation to the whole question of being a, a bad in coach. And I'm sure you're enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it, it's been a pleasure being here with the guys and trying to help them. It's, it's a lot of information, mm-hmm. and, even to all the guys in Parson. And mm-hmm. even Shamar was coming to me and asking me some questions. And it's a lot of time he asked me questions and he said, you know, he wish I was like bigger with him in England too. Oh, wonderful. You know, because but there's so many guys that got LBW. Yeah. Um, then when I was answering his question today, some of the stuff that he could have done, mm-hmm. that he just wish I was there could have just explained these things to him. But mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I'm not there, so I'm, I'm. Well, I said whenever I'm wrong, I you know I'm willing to help. Yes. You know, so. yes. Doctor Shivdra and Chandra Paul, of course. I mean, how could we forget that? I mean, people always want to go to a doctor for the, for advice, right, Doc? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm fine with whatever, man. Wonderful. Well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Please come again and speak to us. We always love to talk to your Mason and guests. Sure, no problem. Thanks very much. All right, right. wonderful. Dr. Shivnarayan Chandrapal, and uh, really lovely to hear from him. So we've got two doctors in the house. We've got Dr. Ford and Dr. Chandrapal. Uh, Doc, it's, it's back to you, and you're joined by another doctor because I see Johnny Baran is on the line. Um, he, he's, he, he's studying. He's at the okay. UWI. <laughs> yes, Doc. Okay. Uh, Mali, I know you have an interest in, in commentary, and we've had radio commentary and also television commentary and the introduction of a, a female, first female in recent times, Shakira Selman. Uh, have you had a chance to listen to the radio and, and the TV commentary, and what do you think so far about the, about the commentary? Yeah, I have actually. I've been listening on um, on the on the Wendy's channel on YouTube mm-hmm. quite a bit, especially in the um, Super Forty. Yeah, I heard um, quite a few Caribbean commentators and that I haven't heard before. So I think that's a great thing, and it can only get better from here. Mm-hmm. Well, reflecting on the on what you would have heard in in earlier years, how do you compare the commentary, the modern day commentary, to what we we would get before. Well, it's, it's funny you ask that because I was, I just happened to stumble across a, um, I was on my bookshelf today and I stumbled across an old Liat magazine and it had a, an article, a big piece on Donna Simmons. And um, it, it actually just reminded me how, how long ago actually we had women commentating on West Indies cricket, international West Indies cricket. So, I mean, to see that we have more now um, it can only, it, it's only a beneficial thing for, for the game and, and, and for bringing in, I'd say, the casual fans, people who aren't into cricket, you need different voices, and I think, I think that's the way forward. Uh, well, I, I just have a comment to make in, in that I listened to the radio commentary and I, I seldom heard uh, the mention, the description of the shot which was played uh, by the batsman. I think when you uh, are to the radio... You need a paint a picture to be painted of what's happening on the field, and I think you need to to hear the description of the shot so that you can rationalize why the ball is going in the direction that it's gone and why why something happens to to the batsman. And I found that that was missing a lot. I, I heard the scores quite a bit, but mm-hmm. um, I I think that was one deficiency there, and also mm-hmm. some some uh, description of the of the deliveries that the batsman received. Well, 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 Mali, yeah, we'll start, I, well, I Mali, didn't you... listen that much to the radio, to be mm-hmm. honest. 
Well, Mali will certainly solve that problem because you're very much yeah, on the air. Yeah, you're very much on the air tomorrow. So we certainly look forward to an improvement in that area because you're going to be working with the commentary team. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the doctor's advice. Yes, sure. of course. Yes, I'll take the doctor's Days advice. Days of all, don't admit off, not not on the offside. You know, Johnny yeah. Ryan who's joined us as well. Um, yeah, he, he's one who describes it. So we're going to look at that shortly. But just be, before we do that, um, we're going to make a final stop in Barbados. And then we're going to open the lines for the last half an hour to get our callers in. Richard Prof Edwards, a man that, of course, um, Ian Bradshaw knows well. They play, for, well, I mean, they're from the same club, um, uh, Wanderers Club, the oldest club uh, in the country. Good evening to you, Richard. How are you? I'm fine, Andrew. Well, good, good. Okay, nice to hear you. Your reaction to the West Indies 2 1 victory against uh, Sri Lanka in the ODIs? Happy? Happy, but uh, I think we were a little fortunate. Didn't wasn't convincing. Mm. Okay. W- w- why do you say that? Why were we convincing, Richard? Well, I mean, if you can look at if you follow the match and saw the match, the two matches. Mm-hmm. The first one, uh, we were in control, cruising along, and all of a sudden we were in, in jeopardy of losing it. Right. Perhaps who won that? Second match, 160 runs to get, and uh, we're under pressure. The slow bowlers came in. He let the wrist spinners from uh, Sri Lanka, and got uh, the, the West Indian batsman. And and even in the last one here, we we faltered. It was touch and go whether we win or not. We won the series two one, and that's good. But it was not convincing. Mm. So why is it you think we're not playing the spin well, Richard? <laughs> well, we we don't have good enough batsmen. It don't look like to me. <laughs> oh dear, yes. And and it will be a concern. I would imagine for the ODIs that will start tomorrow and then the test series afterwards. I would think so. The, the pitches in, uh, in Antigua had been used extensively and they were uh, taking, they had dried out, mm-hmm. no brass on them, they were taking spin. And uh, the, one, the one particular spinner, Karanga, or I think that's his name, something like that, he, he looked very good to me. He bowled Googlies and and the, none of our batsmen seemed to be at ease with him. They couldn't pick him. Mm-hmm. They were trying to play him off the pitch right. rather than uh, looking and, and deciding if it was a googly or a leg break or a topspin or whatever. They were, you, you cannot play bowlers of any quality off a pitch when then the ball is going to be turning either, either in or out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, lots of talk about the pitches. And maybe just had some, some matches ending before you could say Richard Prof. Edwards when India played against England. Did, did you have a chance to see some of those? Test matches yeah. there? Oh. Yeah, I, I saw them. I thought the pitches, um, really and truly, uh, were disgraceful. Disgraceful. <laughs> oh, my golly. Yes, 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 yes. You can't have a pitch on a test match. Yes. That, that um, it's, If it's going to turn, fair enough, that's all right. Yes. But the ball is pitching on the first day from a spinner. Right. And, and taking off the surface of the pitch, I mean, that indicates to me that the pitch was underprepared, right? And uh, and therefore it was it was it really wasn't a, a, a good uh, sort of thing to have for a test match. You you want at least something that's going to be uh, more even than that. Mm-hmm. Let, let's come back to the West Indies now. In terms of the T uh, Twenty uh, games, we had some of the top boys not not performing. Uh, must be a bit of a worry to you. You mean Gale just got twenty nine runs? We we had. Well, Simmons got, uh, what, 73. We saw uh, Poran being uh, in and out, you know. Um, and Fidel Edwards played two matches and was dropped. Um, your, your impressions of Gale and Bravo and, and Edwards and company? 
Well, I think that that Gail is still playing Gail must open the batting. He must open the batting. I don't think he, he can't come at number three. Mm-hmm. Gail's uh, strength is to come and, and wrap up the bowling from early when the field is in and they don't right, have right. to out mm-hmm. and, and take on the bowling and hit them down the ground and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that the, he's not getting they're not getting the best out of Gail by batting him at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bravo is, 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 has shown that he's one of the best of the bowlers to come and bowl with his variety. Some overs, he bowls six lower different uh, degrees, mm-hmm. much slower ones, but six mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Fidel Edwards bowls and not great. But he that was I think his first match for a long time. But um, you got to get him a little bit, bit of a chance. You're looking to just to say that his experience, he's going to come at the end and be able to pitch the ball up, especially. If you play in ODI, he's going to be able to get the ball to mm-hmm. in swing or, or reverse swing at the end. And towards the end, he will be a proposition that, that the batsmen are not going to be able to score freely off and he will get wicket. Mm-hmm. Bravo has been, as I said, the bowler and he can bat. He's, he's in there. And um, Leonard Simmons can bat. They don't, they don't have to hit every single ball. Look, look at you're just look at the Indian batsmen how they play. But right. they have a, a good background of Good batting technique. Technique. A lot of our players batting in technique. Mm-hmm. Mm, I see, uh, Richard. Just before you go, in terms of the ODIs and the Test matches, you think um, despite our challenges against the spin, we could win in the ODIs and the uh, Test matches? Well, it's going to be very, very hard to, to, to forecast the winner. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think honestly that the the, Indian, the Sri Lankan spinners are, are pretty useful. No, no. In a in a in a fifty over, you can take your time and right. not rush at the bowling. Mm-hmm. Oran doesn't have to try and, and string every ball out the ground. He has enough talent. Right. He just start up and bang the ball. Then it's a long hop. Hit it out the ground. Fair enough. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But try and keep the ball, especially in the fifty over. Hit the ball along the ground. He has a, a reasonable batting technique, and he can play, and and, and he can, will get runs. I think. They should be able to, to make a better showing, especially if they decide to keep out the danger bowler, whoever they decide that might be. Although the, the Sri Lankan fast bowler came and surprised them, yes, even yes. in that last match, he yes. took a pace and pulled him, mm-hmm. and the bowler probably didn't get it but he, as much. But he, he was trying to play, again, play the ball off the pitch. Right. I noticed that, that Jason pulled his bat, and again, he also, not sure which way the ball is turning, looking to play the ball off the pitch, always in trouble. Of, of being LBW. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, for final question, I understand that the recommendation has been made to Cricket West Indies about the captain for the Test Series. Um, you think it's going to be a difficult decision, Prof, for them to make? Uh, we had Craig Baffett doing very well in Bangladesh, and the, the, the one who normally captains the side, uh, Jason Holder, didn't go. Um, you think it's going to be difficult? Or you think it will stay with Holder? Well, that's I mean, a decision for the, for, for the, for the board to make, but all right, they gave, um, well, Craig Buffett was there, so he captain inside and did very well. And everybody is saying that, for well, this captaincy hasn't got very much imagination and all that. It's, hard. it's all right to say that, but when you have a side that's uh, not one of the strongest and, 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 and your bowlers are bowling badly right. on any particular time, it's not easy not to easy. captain that right. side that's and so on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, but again, I don't think they should look at it as a... As a, as a a real slap in the face to so, so all these had a chance to captain it. They're not satisfied with the captain keeper now and figure that, that Craig Braffitt will do better and he's done well and showed he can captain inside. 
Let him do it. There shouldn't be a that, a that big a thing. Mm. So, so, so you would then stay Richard with, with Craig? Is that what you're saying? <clears throat> I am saying that if they decide to do that, I have no problem with it. All right, fair enough. Well, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, uh, Richard. Um, stay safe. I know these are serious COVID times, and you know, old people like myself and you, we, we don't come to the house. So you, you still come out and you know, do your exercises, uh, Richard? Yeah, I still try and do whatever I can do. But uh, as you say, uh, this uh, <laughs> uh, is part of the voyage of our life. Not <laughs> yes, because we know you used to walk around the garrison a lot. You're, you're a big walker. Do you still walk, Richard? I do. I do. I walk every morning. Yes, you do. Uh, about six o'clock. Oh, wonderful. Um, do you see Ian Bradshaw when you're walking? No, I don't see Braddy. Braddy must be running up by the airport or something like that. <laughs> I like that. Thanks, Richard Prof. Edwards. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Okay, thank you All very right. much. Former West Indies fastballer Richard Prof. Edwards, one of the great uh, comments personalities. I mean, a fantastic, fantastic. And it's uh, a very varied program tonight. We heard from Sidney and Chandler Paul, and of course, we went back in time with uh, Jackie Hendricks and, of course, Richard Prof. Edwards. 44170, give us a call and participate in the program. Uh, talking about. Um, Okay, all right. <laughs> well, but before we go and take our first call, let's take our first call. We're going to bring Johnny Baran in shortly. Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Hello, welcome. Hi, good night, Andrew. Hey, how are you? How are you? How is Jason Holden's biggest fan? I am great, and I think that he is great, too. Mm, great. Anyway, I want to look at two things with you tonight, Andrew. Sure, sure. Now, after the first match, mm-hmm. Mr. Pollard said, the youngsters, and that jumped out at me, yes. needs to be more consistent. Yes. So I am using that to him tonight. What about the oldsters? Mm-hmm. Because they didn't show any consistency either that the youngsters should follow. Mm-hmm. Right? I can leave that. I can leave that. I can leave that there. Mm-hmm. No. There's a problem with playing the spin, right? Now, Hetmer and Chase, they are two that can play the spin. Right. I, I am anxiously awaiting to see their performance against the spinner that got the seniors looking like king cutters <laughs> or can't hold diggers, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really believe mm-hmm. that in 2021 that men that was around the circuit for long mm-hmm. could be getting out the stumps, getting hit. This all can, they, they, they just can't handle it. No, Andrew. No, they can't. They and can't. these is, is 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 your big fish. Yeah, the big guns. The you big guns. redeeming, you redeeming for all kinds of reasons. Now mm-hmm. I know here, Hendrick saying yes. that holder that out on the. Zimbabwe tour, so he should be sanctioned for that. Mm. And these other fellas do all kinds of indiscretions, you know. Mm. And even now when them all are gray, mm. you're still going back for them, mm. you know. Mm. These are the things that annoy me. Oh dear. You know, the premise of justice mm. is that it must not only be done, mm. it must seem, seem to be, to be done. done. Yes, that's and true. right now there's an injustice in the West Indies cricket. Mm-hmm. Right now, Andrew. And you a man that always pushing politics in it. Politics? Somehow you can't put in that now. Oh, really? Politics? Yeah. 
I know this is politics. So we, you know that. We, we told you about that, my. Well, you know what? There's two things I know: sport <laughs> and politics. Those are the only two I know. Mm. I know nothing else. Are we from the same party? F. Are we from the same party? We. Yes. We from the same island. <laughs> Well, that's why you're David Ellis' favorite caller. It's always well, a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> you have a good night. All right, good. Let's take another call before we bring in Johnny Baran. Hello, welcome, Mr. and Guest. Hello, good night, sir. Good night to you. How are you? Yes, not bad, sir. Talk to Mr. me. Mr. Manson. Yes. I, I see we are pushing to replace Holder with Craig Buffett. Mm. You know, last time... Some people, some people. Yes, sir. Mm. You know, last time that happened, it caused Sean DePaul... Lord Shana Post, I want to return very early. Mm. You know, you know, Sarwan was injured mm-hmm. and Gail took over. Right. And then the players and everybody pushed for Gail. Right. And Sarwan went clean out of cricket. Mm. We got to be careful. So you would stay with Holder then, caller? I would still let Holder to captain you. All right. Would you? the same Craig Baffert, we were killing you now. Right. That okay. we were staying with no good captain. Right, right. Yes, he had one good season there. Mm. I see nothing wrong with that. Right. Let me give back holder something. Give and if anything, we have Craig Buffett to fall back on. Right, right. But don't throw your holder. Don't throw your holder. You better throw your holder and Buffett mm-hmm. together. Right, I see. You understand what I'm saying? I, I understand okay. you clearly, sir. Well, right. You continue with your show. Yes. And, and do, you listen, uh, your, do, do you listen to the show a lot, caller? You get a chance to listen? So, so regular that I can't even remember. You, yes, you, you're like Keith. I was listening you, to you even when you was on the other show on the other. Stage. Oh yes, that was then. Um, the, the, that was then. Best and Mason. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, well, in fact, and, Car- and, in fact, Carla yes. was supposed to join me tonight, but um, I don't know. Maybe you went to sleep with the fowls. But uh, yes, I, I listen to many of those shows. Yes, indeed. And I, I like that the good doctor. Yes, you. I like how. Yes. He, right, Cam. Very calm. Very calm. I love man. to hear that doctor. Yes. And I love to hear um. Yes, Fazir. Yes, Fazir is a good man. They give you what is straight up, yes. whether they're being criticized or not. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And oh, once I'm going to tell you though something. Yes. <laughs> I like when you say that men are on the fence, but I might think you are behind the fence. How oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that, sir? <laughs> well, in fact, <laughs> in fact, what, what that did just now was to bring uh, Doc um, a little further in his study. He was doing something, and when you said that, he, his smile was as broad as bridge thumb. <laughs> yes, I love to hear. You see. I followed the dog also when he mm. was president oh, yes. of another association. Yes, the, the bodybuilders association. Follow, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, and then he was voted out. And then, and, then, and then he was voted out of voting no confidence. Yes, it got, it, it got to happen sometimes. Don't get with somebody going to replace you. I know. I, I, know. Want, I want those people that when they get replaced. Right. Give those who replace them the support. Right, right, right. That's all I ask. Beautiful. And you continue your show. Well, I want to th- listen as often as I can. I want to thank you for your contribution. One quick, quick thing though. What part of Barbados are you calling from? I am calling from Christchurch. You sure? You you hesitating? Are you sure you're home? Me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling from Christchurch. Up an enterprise by by Ian Bradshaw. Thank yes. Thanks for your contribution. I, I I know Brady. Yes, and good Brady man. knows me. Yes. And Barry's know me. He's a good man. All right. you know, I know Garner and Garner know me. Good good so men. Okay. Good men from Enterprise. And continue. Right. All right. Thanks for supporting Mason and Guest. Let's take another call. Can we forty four one seven ninety? Hello, welcome, Mason and Guest. Hello, welcome. Don't listen to your radio, talk to us. 
Hello. Hi, good night, Angie. Good night to you, sir. Talk to us. You listen to your radio. Yes. I just want to say that um, Bravo is going to be key to the West Indies doing well in the One Day International. Okay. Yeah, I think. And I also have him to bat at number three in yeah. my test team as well. Oh, number three, okay. So, yeah. so, so you I like Bravo? You, yeah, I can give you my top six. Okay, okay fair enough. Um, your top it's six, or, or are you going to give me a team? Which team? Is this the test team you're giving me? Yes, this is the test team. Well, the test Craig team. Is my captain. So, Craig Braffitt, your captain. Continue. Yeah. John Campbell. Campbell. Braffitt and Campbell. Bravo at three. Bravo at three. Tell me is at four. Mir is at four. Bonner. Bonner at six. Blackwood. Five. Uh-huh. Who's, who's Blackwood at four? Blackwood at six. Blackwood at six. Uh-huh. Jason Hold at seven. Oh, so Holder gets into the side, but not captain. No. Mm, okay. That's interesting. The Silver. The Silver. That's the keeper. Joseph. Joseph. Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And Cornwall. And and Cornwall. Yeah. So it's Joseph Gabriel and Cornwall. So that's your eleven. Yeah. Okay. Interesting eleven. Thanks for your contribution, caller. All right. Forty-four one seven. Let's go to Johnny Moran there, who is in. Um, Johnny, are you in India? Looking at the pitch. Uh, not quite. Never. <laughs> All right. Now Richard Prof Edwards said the pitches were. Very, very bad. He said they were horrible. Did you agree with that assessment of the formal West Indies um, fast bowler? I think it would be very easy for everybody from an English persuasion to criticise the mm. pitches mm. in India. But um, the bottom line was that India had a, a stronger side that, that was suited to those conditions, mm. and England didn't have the spin capability. attention to the Sri Lanka a West Indies series. You're, you're doing some work making big money, I'm told. <laughs> yeah, it's huge money, Andrew, as you, as you can imagine. Yes, I've been covering it for, for Flow Sports. It's been great fun, I have mm. to say. And, and, and um, you know, it's been, it was an extraordinary uh, T20 series. Mm, I see. And um, your assessment of some of the big big guns, I mean, Gale and uh, Fidel Edwards. Fidel Edwards played two matches and got dropped. Gale only 29 runs in three matches. Are you concerned? Yeah, it's difficult. I, I mean, I, it, it, I think we're going to reach a turning point as far as Chris Gale is concerned. You've got 15 matches to go before now and the T20 World Cup. He's obviously got the IPL season to come. There's a, a Caribbean Premier League uh, season to come as well. And I, I think it's at this stage where the selectors, and perhaps Chris Gale, Mm. will make a decision on whether he's going to continue through the to, to, to compete in that in that competition mm. uh, later on in the year. Uh, it's an interesting one. He's been such a fantastic servant uh, for the West Indies. It'd be interesting to see 
you know, what what both the selectors decide to do and what the player himself decides to do, mm. and which particular direction the selectors decide to go in, or, or whether, you know, Chris Gale says, right, well, this is time to bow out. It's, it, mm. it, it, I, whether you need to make that decision now, there are still 15 matches to go before the tournament starts, right. and there are two major franchise tournaments to come. We'll have to wait and see. Hmm. Let's go to Jamaica and talk to Franklin Rose. Frankie, what has been the reaction in Jamaica um, like to, to Christopher Gale coming back into the side he's failed? And what are they saying there? Lots of support there in Jamaica for uh, good old Chris Gale? Frankie? No, unfortunately, no. Really? They think it's time for him to walk away and leave it to the youngsters. Yes. Say that again. It's, it's good to leave the game before the game so say that again, Frankie. You're saying in Jamaica, and uh, they're not supporting Chris Gale. Is that what you're saying? I'm hear you. Um, right. Jamaicans support you when you're doing well. Right. Put it that way. If you don't know Jamaican, they support you when you're doing well. Mm. So they think it's time, you know, for Gale to, you know, take his sweater <laughs> and go to the final leg and sit down. Oh. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Jamaicans support you when you're doing well and they think mm. Mm. Gail's innings is coming to an end. Coming to so, an end. Mm. And, and, and um, you know, he has served, served his country and his nation very well. So I think it's time for him as well to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, to go to find know, call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. he, has, mm-hmm. he has broken all the records, mm-hmm. you know. Because well, cricket is a funny game. You know, it might come in the IPL and the CPL and right. give us another outstanding performance. Mm, but mm, mm. at 41, you know, mm. I think his body, mm. you know, cannot take anymore. Mm. And mm. Uh, I'm a very good friend of Gail. I'm not, I, I'm not bashing him, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure because there's a lot of money in the game. Mm. You know, he's still trying to handle but. Mm. He has made a lot of money out of the game. Right, so yes, indeed. Yes. I think it's time for him to right. mm. give someone else a chance. He has, done it all. he has broken all the records. Yes, indeed. And I think it's time to go and Frankie, what about, what about Fidel Edwards? What do you think about him? Would you, would you play him? Well, Fidel, it's still happy to see him back. I'm always disappointed with the selectors not picking Fidel mm. in all three formats. Oh. He's one of the most aggressive bowlers West Indies has ever seen. No disrespect to Malcolm Marshall or Michael Olin mm-hmm. or those guys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has taught a lot on West Indies cricket. Mm-hmm. And I think they should have played him a lot more. Okay. Why pick him, pick him, always 39 year old? Why mm-hmm. pick him so late? Good mm-hmm. to see him back. He's still both gas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has missed out a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed with the selectors mm-hmm. at picking him over the years. But mm-hmm. it's good to see him back. Good to see I him back. the best. All right. Okay. Stay with us. We've got another couple of minutes left yes. in the show. 441790. We'll try and sneak another call or so in. Let's go to you, Mali. We're looking behind you. I'm seeing some pictures there. What are those pictures behind you? Is there one of your dad there behind you? Mali? Uh, yeah. Okay. Two of my favorite cricketers, Kurtley Ambrose, mm-hmm. obviously Viv Richards, mm-hmm. one of my favorite people, Bob Marley. Mm. Bob Marley. Uh, yeah, my, my, my sister and my, my cousin, yeah. Yes. So just, just legendary people. Legendary man. people, yeah. yes. So the only one missing there is uh, Ian Bradshaw, mm-hmm. then, huh? 
<laughs> no, 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 before we go though, Matt, it's really good. You're going to be on air tomorrow um, doing some commentaries. I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the relationship like with your yeah, dad? But... What's the relationship like with your dad? Oh, we have, a, we have a good relationship. I wouldn't say it's a great relationship like Tony the Tiger, but we, yeah, we, we're good. Mm. I mean, we speak pretty much three, four times a week. Mm. Um, yeah, we talk about all sorts of things. We catch up. It's a good relationship. Well, yes. And, I mean, is there a lot of pressure, you know, in your life? You know, the, the, the son of such a great man. You would have played, you know, some cricket in England. You played Not any. No. no? Yeah, yeah, no, not not anymore, I'd say. I mean, mm-hmm. coming up, playing cricket, you know, growing up in the West Indies dressing rooms, mm-hmm. um, and then going on to, 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 to pursue cricket yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's pressure there, but now, now all the pressure's off. I'm mm-hmm. very grateful for, for the legacy that, you know, he's left and even being a part of that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's no pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what is your greatest memory of your dad? Do you have one or two or three or four or five? Tell us. The greatest memory. Cric- cricket, play- cricket playing Cric- memory. Well, but, but both. Cricket playing. Both. If, if, if you have two. Cricket and... Um, cricket. I'd say I didn't see him play that much, but I did. I remember, I'd say on, in the 1991 Test Series in England, West Indies, England. I think that was his last Test Series. Right. Um, I remember the fourth Test in Edgebaston, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And the series was tied at one all. One test to play. This was the fourth test, so there's one test to play. Series was tied at one all. And I think he was trying to go through his his captaincy reign undefeated. And West Indies were chasing, I think, 150 or 160. I could be wrong. But it wasn't a big fourth innings total. Mm-hmm. And I think we lost a few wickets early, like 30 or, or 40 for three mm-hmm. or four. Mm-hmm. And I remember him going down, putting the cap on, taking on a Sid Lawrence and a uh, Phil DeFreitas and, and actually winning the game and ensuring that his... Um, captaincy reign for the mm-hmm. West Indies would be mm-hmm. would be undefeated and uh, mm-hmm. I remember the players running onto the field, I remember Jeffrey Dujan in particular running on and being particularly, you know happy and, and jubilant in the fact that West Indies would not have lost that series mm-hmm. and they, they brought him off like a, like a king, you know they, they lifted yes. him up on their shoulders oh, and brought yes. him off the field, all the fans were on the field and mm-hmm. stuff, that's, that's, that's the memory that really stands out to me mm-hmm. Final question. What are you doing nowadays, Maddie? Well, um, before I was in the um, retail game, I was selling sneakers and art. Okay. And now, um, you know, this opportunity, I've been speaking to my um, a mentor of mine, Hugh, Hugh Gore. Oh, yes. Hugh and Gore. he's always mentioned to me about doing commentary. Right. Yeah, doing commentary or becoming mm-hmm. like a cricket analyst. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. this opportunity has arisen and Mm-hmm. I'm just planning to take it with both arms. Wonderful. Well, you're on tomorrow on radio. I'm sure that many people will be listening to you. And from our reports, you're going to do a good job. Can, yeah. we, can we speak a final call in? I think we can. As time flies so quickly when you're, when you're not having fun. All right. Let's take a call. Hello, welcome. Hi, <laughs> hey, good afternoon. Hey, good evening. What's yes, up? Yes, yes. Good evening to you and your panel. Yes. Now, I'm just going back to like the, the tournament in England mm. and... Then it was New Zealand. 
you know that we played uh, our own selves in and in the warm up games, and we right. got fellas got some good runs. We went to New Zealand. We did a similar thing, mm-hmm. uh, when we came to the test matches, and it was something completely different. I see now here that in Antigua we are doing a similar thing, preparing for the test match. Uh, I hope it would seem that I, I think that we're going to have to start the innings with a long on and a long off and a deep backward square. Oh dear. For the these Sri Lankan youngsters that are playing, because some of these same guys who are opening the batting mm. in the in the 2020 are technically the test players. And see that they don't jerk at the ball. The ball is hit the bat face squarely good. Mm-hmm. So the ball going to be going out a long on and long off fairly often. So it'll be going to start. You feel the second half start with, it, with, mm-hmm. with that three, mm-hmm. two or three people that I told you about. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I wish them well. It doesn't matter as far as me who mm-hmm. who captain decide. I I would like Walter to maintain the captaincy. Right. If Walter don't get back the captaincy, mm-hmm. then I can understand what the score, how the score is really playing. But right. you see these big boys that you talk about that I bring back, yes. they would not be able to be fit for the World Cup. All right, thank None you. None of them. So thanks, Randolph. We've got to go. we just got another couple of seconds left on the show. Ian, quickly, got 30 seconds. Um, the, the three ODIs the start tomorrow. What do you think? Ian? Oh, I, I expect it to be a close series. Uh, um, Sri Lanka um, will have been buoyed by their success. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be important that the pitches are conducive to mm-hmm. a good show play. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, Andrew, I want to uh, say congratulations to young Rufo. The umpire um, and his first outing, yes, I think, yes, he'll be yes. coming himself. And yes. more importantly, mm. I understand that Gregory Bradford is going to be doing the first um, match. going to be giving the opportunity as well. So I, I want to wish mm. him well. Mm-hmm. And I'll take the opportunity now as well to tell Mali mm. all the best in, in his career. Mm. Uh, um, quick 30 seconds from you, um, Frankie. What do you think tomorrow? We can win and win the series? Um, it's going to be a tough one. Hopefully, we find some solution to play the spin. Mm. So I'm going for 2-1 West Indies. 2-1 West Indies. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I think that, that I think 2-1 is, I think West Indies have every chance at 2-1. I think they, they'll mm. perform a little bit better in the, mm. the 50 over the game. Mm. Uh, again, you don't have to go hard on the ball. And I think they've got, um, they've mm. got the firepower and capability to deal with the the Sri Lanka spinners over 50 overs. Mm, are we going to uh, end with you, Mali? You get the final word. What do you think? Um, like I said before, a series is going to come down to how we, we tackle these Sri Lankan spinners. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiv put it in. Shiv said it perfectly. We're not picking them. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's changing between <laughs> the T20 series and, and tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see how we go about it. Right. But um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that confident, I must say. Okay. Well, well, of course, truth is not always popular, but truth is always right. We want to thank you, Ian Bradshaw. Nice to see you, as usual. Franklin Rose saying in Jamaica that uh, Chris Gale should go to fine leg and backward square. We also have Johnny Buran as well. And, of course, Mally Richards. And, of course, my course, um, Dr. Andrew Ford. I'm Andrew Mason. Here's open for a bye tomorrow. Good night. Bibi is the name, cricket is the game, but I don't know how he could play cricket so, but his batting, bowling, feeling, catching his breath, taking, sometimes I just wonder if he's a net lovers in the making, that man Richard could really bat, it's something to see him, 
and the attack Plundering Boland Again and again It's remarkable how he does dictate the game No bowler holds a terror For Vinny and Richard Not Samson, not Lily Not Daisy, not Shanda, Sika Perfect coordination of body and mind That brother is really dynamite where you bowling him faster slowly you're going back to the boundary when the bowling tight if you see the man he has a defense no bowler can penetrate yet still he can score his runs as freely as he will he could beat the tightest field with sheer technical skill when that man drives you, he scorch the deal and leave the mid on standing still. His breath left late, cut right off the stump. So many times I've left come and take the stump. No bowler holds a terror for Biddy and Richard. Not Thompson, not Lily, not Baby, not Shanda Sika. Perfect coordination of body and mind. That brother is really dynamite. You don't give a front for you bowling him. Faster slowly, you're going back to the boundary. England, here they come. This hunk of a man. This classical player and his fellow Antigan. And the Robert Redkin have back once again in your country. Boundary. Perfect coordination of body and mind. That and brother is really dynamite. Spin. He don't give a front for you're bowling him. But slowly, you're going back to the boundary and the... Yeah. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.